Greetings to all of our listeners. Today we are going to talk about the parliamentary election in Bulgaria that were held on the 4th of April 2021. Our guest expert is Piotr Pietrak, who specializes in international relations, geopolitics and international law. Mr. Pietrak's interests relate to contemporary socio-political developments in Eastern Europe. He is a Polish national who resides in Sofia and has been observing the local political developments for 10 years now. Mr. Pietrzak is a co-founder and editor-in-chief of Instatuna Sandy, Journal of Political Philosophy and International Relations, and is associated with the University St. Clement Ochrytski in Sofia. Hey, Piotr, it is great to have you with us. Thank you for accepting our invitation to be our guest on this podcast. Well, thank you very much for this kind invitation and uh, th thank you very much for uh, organizing this event. Um, I look forward to the questions. So as to start, from what we learned so far, six different parties entered parliament with poor election results for the biggest political players. Prime Minister Boyko Borisov remained without a clear route back to office. And experts say Bulgaria is facing a period of political turbulence. So let's see who were the main players of the Bulgarian election. Indeed, uh, Bulgarian parliamentary election of 2021 uh, came as a shock to everyone in Bulgarian politics as well, because we expected that uh, Boyko Borisov and his guy will win, but everyone expected that it would be maybe 30%. And he got 26%. Slavi Trifanov and his uh, new political formation, which was created a few months ago, gaining 17.5% of the popular vote, that's something unprecedented. With a chance to become a prime minister, that's shocking, even to Bulgaria or even to Balkans. Hmm. Um, and then we have socialists from BSP with Ms. Cornelia Ninova, who actually scored 15% of, of vote. That's a major disappointment. Uh, so subsequently, we have Mustafa uh, Karadei from DPSE, the Turkish minority, decent 10%. That's something which was expected. There is no shock in here. Democratic Bulgaria, that's a new formation. And the last one, the last party is a party of Ms. Maya Manolova with 4.7%. So it is kind of shocking, but it is a result of many factors. Mainly, it's the lack of political vision of Boyko Borisov, which... If you combine with his politics of the last, let's say, decades, this is a result. The fragmentation, the pluralism of the, the other parties, this is just basically the result of the fact that the opposition cannot uh, form united bloc. I see. Um, Sorry. So the conservative GERB has lost a significant amount of its previous support, as you mentioned. They say that GERB was initially launched as a non-profit organization and its stated priorities were fighting crime and corruption, preserving family. And um, so it became a conservative political force in Bulgaria. And um, the party's former far-right coalition partners did not even cross now the, the threshold to get into parliament. While the parties that did have formally declared that they do not want to collaborate with GERB, and the outgoing prime minister, Boyko Borisov, put forward Daniel Mitov, a diplomat and former foreign affairs minister, as his successor. So, in your opinion, what chances does Mitov have to get the mandate from the president to form a new government? In general, Gerb lost. By, they won uh, as a political party, but they lost uh, 
And GERB in general is, is a party of one man, Mr. Borisov. Anyone else is, uh, is like, um, well, and they are not as independent as in other parties. So whatever Boyko Borisov says in the party, it stands basically. So if I was about to compare him to Polish politician, basically, I would compare him to Jarosław Kaczynski from Law and Justice Party because mm-hmm. uh, his leadership style is quite authoritarian, I would say. About Mitov, Mr. Mitov, to be honest, he's not very well known to the majority of the Bulgarian population. And that shows a lot. It is a clear indicator what Boyko Borisov wants to do. He is not interested in the well-being of his party. He's more interested in the well-being of his own personal individual. Because if he chosen, for instance, Konstantin Angelov, the current health minister, or Ekaterina Zakharyeva, the former foreign minister, that's more likely that the other parties would support such a government. But, but, I but see. due to the fact that he's chosen unknown figure, it doesn't give you much certainty in, in his action. No one knows what he's actually planning. And uh, in general, his political uh, future, at least for the next five, ten years, it would be opposition, I, I believe. I see. They say that Boyko Borisov was somewhat popular and he previously served as mayor of Sofia. And uh, he's mm-hmm. a former personal bodyguard of uh, Todor Zhivkov, the communist leader of Bulgaria and the mm-hmm. former Bulgarian Tsar, Simeon II, also. Why did Borisov withdraw? Well, in my opinion, it is another political well stand of the former prime minister. It is a political move which is not to be underestimated. He's a very skillful politician. You've mentioned that he was a bodyguard of some of the most famous Bulgarian politicians of all time. He has the skill of appealing to the electorate. 26% is not so low. He won this election. Basically, the key of his success is the fact that he speaks rather approachable to the public. And uh, he shows that he cares about Bulgarian voter. In general, Boyko Borisov is a popular politician. And uh, he appeals to the public. This is a talent which he has. He has been accused of corruption of uh, lack of transparency and the result of his political party's reflection on his political history, let's say, of the last 10 years. I understand. So let's see the other big loser, so as to say, the Bulgarian Socialist Party, BSP. The party spent nearly seven years in opposition and it secured its worst ever showing in a democratic election, 15% of the votes. They say that uh, the party gradually shifted to populist policy positions over the past years. So how BSB will rebound from this historic defeat? What do you think? Is it the end of uh, the Bulgarian Socialist Party or can Cornelia Ninova, the leader, possibly form a government? Well, Cornelia Ninova is a victim of her own party's doing, basically. She's a good leader. She inspires the public, but she doesn't inspire the confidence of the Socialist Party itself. If I was about to compare her to any historical figure, she would be Julius Caesar. And Ah. her party, basically, I would compare to Brutus, who stopped her in the back because uh, of the internal conflicts in the party. Uh, They basically focus on what's going on in the party instead of uh, of what's going on in the country. 
So that's why they lost this election. And all of the protest votes from the last year protests, they were captured by other parties and uh, they did not benefit out of the protests whatsoever. The pandemic also didn't do them uh, any good politically. So it's a big unknown what will happen to socialists. But if we compare her or the Bulgarian socialists to Polish socialists, for instance, that's a massive victory because uh, socialists gaining 15% in comparison with Polish socialist Mr. Biedroń, who in the last present election just got 1%. That's a tremendous victory for them. <laughs> so it's a bit of a tendency. sarcastic. If you, if you look across Europe and what's happening in Hungary, in Poland, well, Ukraine, um, I don't know, Slovakia as well, and, and many other countries in the region, socialists are uh, on the uh, receiving line of uh, public anger, basically. I understand. It was a very interesting comparison you draw between Julius Caesar mm-hmm. and, and the socialist leader in Bulgaria. Well, let's hope she won't have the same end, Julius Caesar. Has. Well, hopefully she will survive and she will cross her Rubicon, you know. Yeah. There is, the world is her oyster, basically. And uh, talking about interesting historical personalities, what about the great winner, Slavi Trifonov, and his political formation? Uh, Slavi Trifonov, as a political newcomer, gained extreme popularity in Bulgaria. He is a famous singer, an entertainer, a TV talk show host. He is often referred to as the Bulgarian David Letterman. Mikhail Gorbachev, Lech Walensa, Simon Perez, Luc Besson, and uh, Charlie Sheen were among his high-profile guests. And um, he always been a rebel. His party, There is Such a Nation, or There is Such a People, Imatakav Narod, took about one in five votes nationally and one in three in the vote abroad. Altogether, they captured around 18% of the vote. There is such a people uh, is mainly referred to as a populist party. The party itself is named after one of Trifonov's musical albums. Do you think Trifonov is likely to go on to form a government or is Slavi Trifonov ready at all to be a prime minister? Mr. Slavi Trifonov was an underdog. No one expected that he would end with his political uh, party on the second spot. This is unprecedented and uh, great result. I would say that, yes, um, one can compare him to uh, David Litterman, but he has been active politically for the last 30 years, I'd say. He has criticized the system ever since transformation. So, He's a very important political figure ever since 1989, I would say. He was criticizing all of the political schemes which were going in the country. He's respected by, well, at least 20% of the population, like you see. But I have a great respect for him because, you know, he's not only a musician, not only a successful businessman, but the man who decided to just invest his personal wealth into going into messy world of politics, that's something which is basically credible. It is not a man who enriched himself on some sort of schemes, but he's a very talented individual, and I hope that he will be a talented politician. Can he form a government? Well, I don't know. That's that's one question which every single out of 7 million Bulgarians is asking themselves ever since the beginning of April. 
And I think that uh, he's the only man who can possibly form government in the current political situation. Interesting fact, the Imam uh, Takov Narod, uh, there is such a nation, that's the second name for this party. The first name which he wanted to register this party with uh, was Nyama Takova Jeruzava, which means there is no such nation. And this relates to his one of the most famous songs, which is basically criticizing every single political party for the last 20 years. The only thing which I'm worried about with him is the fact that he already suggested that he will not form a government with GERB or BSP. And that means that his political options are quite limited. So the next couple of weeks will be quite revealing what will actually happen with the Bulgarian politics. Yeah, I see. It was very interesting. You mentioned such information about the, the original name of the party. And uh, they say that Trifonov is extremely popular among Bulgarians. Trifonov played in the O2 Arena in London before an audience of 20,000 Bulgarians all singing along to his patriotic songs. His musical channel on YouTube has almost 500 million views. So he's quite famous, but yes, as you mentioned, he does not plan to form a coalition with any of the uh, major political powers in Bulgaria. Trifonov can be similar to the Five Star Movement, but they say that his party has a soft nationalist tense too. And uh, what about the other winner, the Democratic Bulgaria, the center-right environmentalist party, that is categorized often as an anti-corruption platform. It was uh, strong among the urban middle class, uh, as well as uh, part of the Bulgarian diaspora abroad. It uh, was very active in the protests of uh, last summer, and they say that the party managed to improve its showings. Do you see any chance that DB could expand its uh, electoral outreach beyond its urban strongholds in future? I suppose that uh, Democratic Bulgaria is a party of the future. A lot of young people, educated people, and independent urban population voted for them, mainly in Sofia, Burgas, and, and many other uh, bigger cities. So yes, they have problem with appealing to the members of the population, which is uh, located, I don't know, in villages or small small towns. But they have very credible message on fighting corruption, reforming the country and bringing some more accountability to the nation. This is a great political agenda. And I'm very optimistic about this party. If they will form a coalition with BSP and the uh, Trifanos party, that would be something which would be good for the country. I'm not sure if it would be good for them as a, a political party because their voters expect something else, I'd say. What about the previous kingmakers? The last um, winners of the elections was the Movement for Rights and Freedoms, Bulgaria's Turkish minority party that uh, has gained less more than 10% of votes. DPS, as the abbreviation that stands for the party's name, can count on a stable electorate. And having been pushed into fourth place by other parties, do you think that the Turkish ethnic party, DPS, lost its uh, kingmaker role in Bulgaria? Well, Mustafa Karadej uh, is a good leader who kept his party usual support. Well, they got 63% in Karjali, 
In Razgrad, they gained 40% of electoral uh, votes. In Targowiszte, it's 51%. But in Smolen, which is unexpected, the percentage went to 20%. So if we compare it with the way the Turkish minority is spread across uh, Bulgaria in the south and in the northeast, I'd say that Turkish minority is growing in Bulgaria, the percentage. And they did lose the kingmaker's role because, let's face it, now it's the socialists who will decide who will be in power. Even if the election would be repeated, uh, it would be most probably socialists who will decide who is, who is going to rule this country. As you mentioned that the Turkish minority in Bulgaria is gaining positions ultimately, what shall we expect from the Turkish minority party in the future? They would maintain their 10-15% of public support. It really depends on them what kind of force they would like to be, whether they want to be independent or whether they would accept Turkish President uh, Recep Erdogan's influence in their internal policy. I, I can only say from the perspective of uh, outsider that there is a link between their actions and the Turkish president's actions. As we already mentioned before, the far-right parties were previously represented in the National Assembly. They say that the far-right influence will still be felt, even though they could not get in at the parliament. But their influence will be felt because part of their agenda has been taken over by other parties, including the nominally leftist, BSP, and uh, maybe uh, Trifonov's party too. Do you think that the lack of far-right voices would have an effect on Bulgaria's attitude towards the EU accession of North Macedonia? So, in general, in terms of the Nationalist Party, the Bulgarian Nationalist Movement led by Krasimir Krakachanov, the very fact that they didn't uh, get into parliament is a good development for Bulgarian democracy, because this party has no place in the 21st century, I'd say. But, of course, this choice, independent choice of the Bulgarian um, people... Uh, and there were some nationals in the past who almost got 21% in the presidential elections. Uh, but the very fact that they are missing from the parliament will make it difficult for Boyko Borisov and Des Depesse to, to form any government. So this is a good development. We are forgetting about uh, Maya Manolova and her party, because it's like almost 5% which she gained. She can be instrumental in supporting any future government in any in any way it will be formed so this is important development for the bulgarian political system the macedonian question depends on the current situations in the internal politics because if there was a bulgarian nationalist party in the government and the boyko borisov was still in power they would perhaps insist on him on not signing the accession papers for North macedonia but this is a very important matter because it doesn't reflect only in the internal Bulgarian politics, but also we need to look across the border in North Macedonia because the political situation over there is also used by a number of populist voters at the expense of the brotherhood and the people who look forward towards mutual understanding between both countries. Yes, they have uh, very close cultural, linguistic, historical ties. And uh, of course, the North Macedonian Bulgarian relations are very strong, besides being a um, neighborly country. Well, Boyko Borisov was actually quite clever to use this 
a situation in uh, North Macedonia to the advantage of his political agenda. He appealed to the populist voters the situation in the North Macedonian government with, uh, with Prime Minister Zoran Zaev's recent behavior is not really, well, something which can be called statesmanlike. The president of North Macedonia, on the other hand, Stivo Panderovsky, somehow works towards enlarging the mutual understanding between Bulgarians and North Macedonians. So such matters are used by various nationalist populist forces. It can be compared to little house of cards, what is happening in the Balkans at the moment. Yeah, that was very interesting. You mentioned House of Cards uh, based on this international constellation on the Balkans. But um, what about the campaign itself? Pre-election polls predicted a lower-than-usual voter turnout with an expected victory for longtime Prime Minister Boyko Borisov. Contrary to expectations, voter turnout was not lower than usual despite the pandemic, with long queues reported, particularly abroad. Kerb's governmental term was accompanied by scandals. Last summer, there were mass protests. And the overall socioeconomic situation in the country is deteriorating. Bulgarian and international media portrayed the government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic as disastrous. The pandemic has hit Bulgaria's health system hard. And Bulgaria ranks last in the EU in spending on anti-crisis measures. So in terms of voters' activities, how would you describe the 2021 parliamentary election campaign in Bulgaria? Surely it was a slow campaign because of the pandemic. Pandemic actually made it uh, impossible for majority of the political parties to appeal to their potential voters. Besepe is the perfect example because the majority of the older generation voters, they had to stay at home. And despite of the fact that the government made it possible to, for them to vote, some of them were afraid. So maybe if it wasn't pandemic, the socialists would gain 20% of the electorate. Uh, in general, Boyko Borisov, with his macho style type of Balkan man, was driving across country in his van and he was pretending to be his own driver. But what happened last year during the summer, the massive protest against him personally and, and the boycocracy which he created, the nepotism, uh, corruption, uh, and lack of political accountability, which was his best three friends during his 10 years in power. Actually, with uneventful political campaign, and with the bad impressions on the Boyko Borisov government, the unexpected uh, result happened, actually. Protest votes was important in the internal political arena, let's say. But if this uh, election happened uh, last year, I think the Boyko's party wouldn't be able to gain 15%. So he was quite clever to postpone the election until, until, I mean, the election wasn't postponed, but the protesters demanded election now. They demanded change straight away, but he withheld that. Um, he was politically very clever, let's say. And that reflects on the European level because his party is a part of European People's Party uh, in European Parliament. And he is in the big league of European politics, at least his political party. So maybe Boyko Borisov's party will now focus towards European matters. So he might um, become a European parliamentary 
just to avoid uh, justice, let's say. He was called by the parliament to stand in front of the committee, which was about to question him, but he decided to have some sort of operation and um, he's escaping uh, political scrutiny in that way. But still, Bulgarian party system remains fragmented. Both main parties in Bulgaria, the center-right GERB and the central-left Bulgarian Socialist Party, lost significant support. For the first time since 2005, the populist radical right will not be in the parliament. Do you think that the results might draw Bulgaria into political instability, as it is yet unclear what kind of government could be formed? It depends on the political actors. If Slavi Trifonov will take responsibility for this country, Bulgarian politics can move forward. If he doesn't want to take responsibility for, for his political victory, maybe socialists will uh, form a government, but that's highly unlikely. So I suggest that without taking responsibility for the country, the parliamentary elections will have to be repeated. And then the results will be slightly different. I'm not sure in whose favor they will be different because uh, Slavi Trifanov might gain out of that. I'm not sure about the Social Democrats because they might lose their 15%. Well, it's highly unlikely, but parties like Democratic Bulgaria and Maya Manolova's party can win greatly out of the repeated political elections. And uh, as a matter of fact, in November, the presidential election is scheduled. I suppose that the current president, uh, Mr. Roman Radev, will win it easily. Roman Radev has been a stabilizing factor in the Bulgarian politics for the last four or five years. And I'd say that nothing is certain about the current situation in Bulgaria. I wouldn't say that Boyko Borisov's days are numbered because uh, you never know. He has surprised everyone many times and he is a very, very unpredictable player. So he might as well enlarge on his political gains in the next parliamentary election. So you never know. We will closely observe what will happen in this corner of Balkans. It's very interesting as it has always been on the Balkans. Thank you very much, Piotr, for the very valuable information you gave us today about the Bulgarian elections and the possible turnouts and possibilities for uh, government formations. Today we discussed the parliamentary elections in Bulgaria with our guest expert, who is an international relations expert residing in Bulgaria. Uh, thank you again. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone. And if you need anything, I'm, I'm here to help. Thank you.